Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Local voices, local conversations. Thanks for joining us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. Almost everything that we talk about here, traffic, transportation, housing, certainly land use policy and agriculture, at the end of the day, every aspect of it is related to the environment and to the sustainability of Napa County. We're going to talk about that today and really discover something that a lot of you may not know. It is sustainable Napa County. It is headed up by Jerry Gill, who's also a member of the Napa County Planning Commission and who joins us here in the studio today. Jerry, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you here. I think a lot of people don't know that sustainable Napa County exists as an entity. Well, um, and that's not their fault. Uh, We are fairly new. Um, We are actually a private nonprofit, non-governmental. So we are our own functioning 501c3. We work very closely with our local governments, but we aren't a government agency. Were you seeded by the government, Mm -mm. by the county government initially? No. No. In fact, um, our parent company, if you will, is the Gasser Foundation. Mm -hmm. We were founded by the Gasser Foundation in uh, 2007 when our current board chair, and who's also on the board of trustees at the Gasser Foundation, Henry Gundling, had an idea about helping local nonprofits become more sustainable and integrating sustainability into Gasser's giving strategy. So our organization started out as a way to help local social service nonprofits become more sustainable, saving money on their energy bills so they can put it toward clients and programs. And it became really clear that there needed to be a broader effort that embraced the elements of sustainability in a way that uh, brought all the pieces together for our community because a lot of different organizations and our government agencies were doing sustainability related things but there wasn't really a center hub for all of that and a coordinating force if you Mm -hmm. will to try to bring all those together so in 2008 we became a 501c3 and uh, so we're just six years old now it's hard to think of Joe Peatman as the father of Green Napa County. You should see him. He, you know, the first thing that Gasser did to their own building, because they said, if we're going to talk the talk, we better walk it too. And they converted their building to solar. Right. They put the solar parking structure up. They have been monitoring their energy use since that time. Um, there's a, a video monitor in the lobby that shows uh, what they're producing and what they're using. And it's, it's really cool to see. And um, the entire Gasser trustee board is very supportive of this idea because we have tried very hard, and I think we have succeeded, to connect the environment to the economy and to the rest of the community. So it isn't just an environmental organization. We are very much about the business side and the economics of sustainability and the decisions that you make as an individual or as a business owner. I mean, it all, as I said in the introduction, it all circles back to the environment. I mean, the land use discussion, whether it is about traffic or whether it's about the watershed or whatever, I mean, it all comes back to environmental issues. It does. And I think that in the past, we might have seen conversations related to sustainability as mutually exclusive between environment and the economy, but we know now that they are very connected and in fact reliant on one another. 
and exploring ways to enhance the economy while also preserving the environment is really an opportunity and not a burden. It's almost easier sometimes to look at it with that lens than to put them in their individual silos and and not ever let them touch. It's really a lot easier to make good decisions when you're looking at the entire picture. To what extent does climate change as a subject fit into this, and and how do you look at it in the context of all of these other areas we've been talking about? That's a good question. Um, We made a choice early on in our formation that climate change, while we agreed that it was an issue that is surrounding us, and global warming, or whatever you would like to call it, we weren't really going to talk about that as much and use it as the context because it can be polarizing. It really depends on what your beliefs are about climate, about the science, about maybe who the messenger is sometimes. And so what we really focus on is energy independence, the economics, again, um, how to reduce fossil fuel use, um, being more self-sufficient, market-driven opportunities and investments into clean energy. There's so many other ways to talk about climate change that I think that is the uh, maybe outcome of some of the things that we're doing and the actions that we're taking. But depending on who you are, it may not be the reason. Except that in the framework of an agricultural community, mm-hmm the potential for devastation or mm-hmm. positive, you know, it could go either way, yeah. but the potential for change affecting the economy from climate change is very profound, potentially very profound. Exactly. And that is, um, and, and you've done some of your, in your past programs and some of the, you know, the interviews with authors, I've noticed there is a, a, a great way to make sure that the message gets across when you connect it to something very real. And I think part of the challenge with climate change as a topic is it is so broad mm-hmm. and it can be so big that people feel helpless, that they don't really th- understand what is it that I'm doing in my day-to-day life that could really make a difference when it comes to this? What would I be able to help with? So we really try to um, narrow it down to everyday choices that folks can make, whatever might resonate with them, all the while keeping in mind that the frame around all of this is climate change and climate issues and economics and energy. But we really try to focus on the day-to-day things that average people can do to make a difference. With regards to the stuff that Sustainable Napa County looks at, are you focusing on making business more sustainable, or is it also something for the individual, for the individuals that that make up the population of the county? It's both. Um, We have realized over the years that energy really is sort of the 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 cornerstone or the keystone of all of these conversations. So uh, we have programs in place that help businesses become more energy efficient and in turn save money. We help them with short and long-term planning so that they can make good decisions based on their either capital improvement budget or whatever is happening in their operations to continue to save energy and really create a conservation culture in, in their workplace, how they work inside a building, what upgrades they're putting in. But we also want to be and have become the go-to resource for the community about where to find information. Sometimes mm-hmm. that is also quite overwhelming you can Google something and kind of where do you start? And so um, if we don't have the answer, 
we will try to find it. And if if it's not us that you can get the resource from or the information from, we will connect you to the source of either of those things, whether it be information, education, or financial resources to really be the translator, if you will, of some of these broader issues that people have questions about and really bringing it home. Tell us a little bit about what's been the primary focus of the areas that the policy areas that you've worked on since uh, Sustainable Napa County has been up and running. Energy is mm-hmm. really again um, where we focus, and but like sustainability, there's so many layers to that. So the first I would say is energy efficiency. Um, that's really important to us because it is the easiest, best way to save money and reduce your energy use. If you are thinking then about going to renewables or solar, the first thing you want to do is become as energy efficient as possible so that you're not solarizing your inefficiencies. Mm -hmm. So we always start with energy efficiency. Then if it's right, we help people move through their decision process about renewable power, clean energy, solar, whatever it might, might be for them. But also wrapped around that is really creating, again, that culture of conservation. So what are the things that you're doing? How are you acting and behaving inside your building or in the in the way that you live and work so that your savings are extended and that you continue to capture those savings, both energy and dollars? So, um, so there's the kind of the energy efficiency piece, then renewables, and then really changing the way that we act and... Um, changing our habits, really, to become more energy efficient. Water conservation is another one. Recycling and, and food composting is, is another great example. All of those wrap together, and in the end, they do all dovetail into energy. Where does agriculture fit in in that? And how do you work with the agricultural community? So agriculture, um, especially for Napa County, as we know, uh, it's just the cornerstone of our economy. And um, one of the ways that we're working with the ag community right now is we're helping through a PG&E program called Napa County Energy Watch um, with the Napa Valley Vintners' uh, desire to see all of their members certified Napa Green by 2020. And the best way to do that is to make sure that everyone who wants to become a certified green winery has access to the resources and the the evaluations and the assessments and the rebates that, that they need to do that. And so we have found that though the ag community and the wine community is already very ahead of the curve in some ways mm-hmm. because as a business, they have to have a long time horizon. They they are used to planning out for more than just a couple of years. They're looking at longer time horizons right. on crops and processing and bottling. And so um, that's really where some of the innovations are happening with respect to water and energy conservation, be it drip irrigation and you know really using technology to assess when a vineyard or a crop needs water to winery processing and what you do inside a bottling line to make sure that you're doing it at the right time and and has and you have the most um, highly efficient mechanical mm-hmm. operations going so that you're you're really then putting that money that you're saving back into your business and helping grow your business that way it might help you create more jobs within your company. Um, so there's uh, agriculture we have found has been, while it is a very, very old industry, it's also really on the cusp of some of the most exciting things happening with sustainability. Certainly with respect to agriculture here in Napa County, mm-hmm. because of the na- we have a lot of people that are interested in being on mm-hmm. the cutting edge of mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think with... <clears throat> 
Um, we're lucky because sometimes it's not just the economics that are driving those decisions. It's about relating to consumers. It's about doing the right thing. Uh, folks are doing it for reasons that are based on their own personal and business values as well. But they're also seeing um, a, a plus on the bottom line. What about monitoring public policy as it changes in Sacramento, certainly, but also what other communities, what other places in California are doing and how some of those best practices might be applicable to to Napa? So we are lucky because we do um, get a chance to monitor and assess what other communities are doing. We are connected to a couple of statewide organizations, um, and I would also include PG&E in that because they are territory-wide, they're service territory-wide. To understand what's working in other communities with respect to energy efficiency, renewables, uh, financing programs, and also what's not working and how we might not repeat that. And so taking the things that are working Uh, translating them again to Napa County, customizing them where we need to, and trying them out. And the interesting thing about our organization and Napa County is that we're both pretty small. And so we can afford to be a pilot or we can try something out on a small scale to see if it works Mm -hmm. and either replicate it then more countywide or share that with other communities. So we have um, a lot of great connections with our partners in Sonoma and Marin County, you know, through the Bay Area. But also we've looked to other rural communities like in the Sierra Foothills and how they are reaching customers that may be spread out, that they're not you know, in a in a city together, um, but that are uh, needing to reach agricultural customers or um, folks who may not be in an office every day. So looking to them. But the other thing that we are trying to do here locally is connect our jurisdictions and our communities in a way that they are communicating about opportunities. And I think that it's. Um, I think there's interest there. It's just bandwidth. It's that there's mm-hmm. not a lot of time or staff capacity to worry about what everyone else is doing. And so one of the things that we're hoping to do in 2016 is help pave that way for our local communities to share information about what's working. If a couple of them are working on something very similar, there isn't a really a reason why they couldn't leverage those right. and maybe join forces and either have access to external funding that would support something like that. Um, so finding those opportunities for coordination where possible. And then also, you know, communities are doing their own things for a reason sometimes it makes sense for just one to do something on their own but we do think that there's some opportunities for more multi-jurisdictional collaboration and talk a little bit about working with the county and the cities and the Mm -hmm. municipalities as well and how receptive they are to this and the concerns about some of their people feeling that their toes are getting stepped on or how it all how it all manages to to work you know, you might because everybody's very territorial. They can. I am. I'm sure they can be. But in, for these particular issues, we haven't found that. And I don't know if it's because it's fairly new, or there's not necessarily a dedicated staff member related to sustainability right now. Um, but I know that in all the times that we've worked with our jurisdictions, they are very eager to learn about what each other's doing. They're willing to try new things. And the way that Sustainable Napa County can help is sometimes, again, they don't have the level of staffing that they need to take on a particular issue. So we say, 
you know what, let us do the research, let us find out what other communities might be doing with respect to this particular kind of program, and we'll get back to you and let you know. And we kind of, we, we bring that information to them, and then they figure out how they can best use it. So at some times, we've become, I would say, ad hoc, you know, staff members, if you will, because we have the, we have the ability to be more nimble mm-hmm. as, a, as a private non-governmental organization to do those kinds of things and ask questions and, and, and push on it a little bit to bring the information back to them. But we have found them to be very receptive and they work well together when it comes to these issues. And they're, they're interested in moving the issues forward. Sometimes it's just how and when. Is this something that goes on indefinitely? Is there a point that you say that, you know, everybody has the information, everybody's doing everything they can do in terms of efficiency and sustainability, and there's no reason to exist anymore? It's interesting that, you know, I think a lot of, especially social service nonprofits, would be thrilled if they put themselves out of a job. Hmm. And I think that's the whole goal, really. Um, With Sustainable Napa County, Because we are a young organization, we've also been able to evolve as we needed to evolve. And we have found that there are other areas that we could probably move into. We like to make sure that we prioritize and focus so we can't be everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we won't do anything well. But we do know that there are some great opportunities um, on the economic sustainability side that also bring in the other two pieces like workforce development and investment the connection um, to energy and public health and how all those pieces work together. You brought up land use, transportation, how it all fits together. Where are we putting things? Are we making it easy for our community to get around so that we're reducing greenhouse gas emissions and, and reducing our, our energy use? So um, that's it's a question that I don't have an answer to. I think at some point we may evolve as sustainability becomes more mainstream and people are doing these things. But I do think there's always an opportunity to learn something new, to bring people together to think and to approach things in a coordinated way. So I think there's always going to be that need, but it may not necessarily be about energy efficiency. Is there ever any resistance in terms of the business community? It's like, we don't want to do anything new. We're struggling the way we are. Leave us alone. I would say the resistance is because of uh, either financial or just time. And that's where I think an organization like ours and our programs can help play a role. Picking up that task, taking that from a business owner saying, we understand that you and your staff don't have time to address these issues. You have a lot of other things going on. Let us worry about this for you. We'll help navigate some of these things, get you through, for example, the rebate process. We'll handle all the paperwork. We'll put you through all of that. And at the end, you get your upgrades, you get a rebate check, and then you just start seeing savings. Um, We've had a, a pilot program the last year. We're calling it kind of a energy manager circuit rider to see if this is something that would be of interest not a lot of folks have an energy manager on their staff. Even our governments don't. And would it be helpful to have someone who checked in with you every month or so, looked at your bill, saw if there was anything wonky and said, gosh, this looks strange. I'm going to check it out. We might need to look at your rate. Um, what's going on with your heating system to really help folks manage their energy so that they can save money, but uh, understanding that we don't have time. And I think most Businesses are interested in saving money, but again, it's prioritizing it and uh, making it easy, and that's something that we try to do. 
Jerry Gill, Sustainable Napa County. I thank you so much for coming in and thank telling you. us a little bit about what you've been up to. Thank you. And you can check out our website, sign up for our newsletter. This is a perfect way to stay in touch about what's going on in the community. We cover lots of different issues, local and statewide, sometimes federal, um, just so we we're, we know what's happening. And we also have a Facebook page. So check us out at sustainablenapacounty.org, and we'd love to stay in touch. Terrific. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.